trade season has begun. The Pelicans missing out? Let's dive into it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans, but we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be diving in to the NBA trade deadline this Thursday. The Pelicans certainly are going to be one of the more active teams burning up the phones. But trades have already started to go down. We saw the Clippers get Norm Powell, certainly a target for the Pelicans. Are they starting to miss out? Karis LeVert was dealt from the Indiana Pacers to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Is New Orleans going to be left on the dance floor with no partner? Let's talk about it. And then we got some news on Brandon Ingram, too. Snubbed. Snubbed to a degree from the All-Star game, but does get Player of the Week. That's a pretty cool honor. So let's dive into it all in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the trade deadline really heats up in like the, the final week, the final like day or two. It's rare that you really see deals get done more than a week before the NBA's trade deadline. And things started on Friday, Saturday with a Portland deal. And so the reason you don't really see deals get done is because, look, you may get a better offer. There's no need to get it done until it has to be done. It's a deadline, right? So a lot of people tend to wait and kind of do things right at the very end. So Portland started this. Portland, is we figured, is going to be a seller, and the Pelicans have been linked to and rumored with a bunch of their players. Mike Richmond, the Locked On Blazers host here on the Locked On Podcast Network, made a joke to me the other day wondering how many different players on the Portland Trailblazers I was really pining for and even brought me on his show to talk about the Pelicans' reported interest and interest that makes sense, right, in all of these different guys. Okay, so yeah, there's definitely interest there, right? But they traded away two of the pieces that New Orleans could have been looking at, Norm Powell and Robert Covington, going to the Los Angeles Clippers for Justice Winslow, Eric Eric Bledsoe, Barf, Keon Johnson, Detroit's 2025 second-round pick that they got from the Luke Kennard trade. On the surface of this, without really spending much time on this deal, it's just an atrocious return for the Clippers on paper, right? Like, that looks terrible. You feel like... The Pelicans could have beaten that offer for two guys that are very useful. A lot of people really, really like Norm Powell. Even if you like CJ McCollum, you still probably really like Norm Powell. I think Robert Covington's a little bit washed up. But you know what? He's got a reputation as a defensive wing stopper. That's not a bad thing to have. Those offense wouldn't have been good on this team, I don't think. But certainly, certainly the Pelicans could have beaten that offer, right? And I've seen a lot of people reach out to me about that. I got to caution you on that line of thinking. There's so many variables and so many things that you don't really know that goes into place like this. So when you want to scream at David Griffin, and Lord knows that dude deserves a lot of criticism, this type of criticism I do think is unfair. And you should not be thinking about trades like this. Don't look at like, why didn't David Griffin offer more than Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, and a second round pick? 
in 2025. He, he might have. He really might have offered more for those two players. But maybe Portland was just absolutely in love with Keon Johnson, who was a first-round pick, right, this past year. Maybe they just are like, that dude's going to be awesome. We got to get him. Oh, man, they're putting him in the deal. Pull the trigger. You don't know what that team is thinking. And that can be very tough to judge whether the Pelicans should have made this deal or not. Maybe they don't value Norm Powell all that much or Robert Covington. Or maybe, just maybe, they value C.J. McCollum more and that's the guy that they really want to go after. So when you see these trades, same for the Karis LeVert one we'll talk about in the next segment, don't think, like, why didn't the Pelicans offer more? Maybe they did and Portland just doesn't like Josh Hart. Maybe it's Portland doesn't like the picks that were being offered or whatever it might have been. Or maybe they were in love with Keon Johnson, right? Maybe they really wanted to take a chance on Justice Winslow, you know, like the ninth team or whatever that's wanted to do that. So I don't think it's necessarily that one, but you get what I'm saying. I don't think it's fair criticism to look at these teams and be like, why didn't you do this? When maybe they tried and maybe they were shot down and we don't ever, you know, of the stuff that's reported, all the rumors and everything, you know, it's maybe like 1% of the conversations going on behind the scenes, 2% if we're being generous or anything like that here. So it doesn't mean the Pelicans didn't try. It just means Portland had another offer, potentially. Or maybe it also does mean the Pelicans didn't try. But you shouldn't just default to that sort of thing. Though that return for the, for the Trailblazers is bad. So this matters to the Pelicans because... Portland used this trade to duck the luxury tax. They've reset that counter. They won't go into it again this season. Does that give them more leverage when it comes to C.J. McCollum? Does that mean they can look at the Pelicans, or I guess over the phone, go to David Griffin being like, nah, we're not in you know, any rush to trade him now. We've ducked the tax. That was our big objective, this trade deadline. You're going to have to offer another first-round pick or two more first-round picks if you want to price C.J. McCollum for us. I don't think this actually gives them more leverage. And I think if I'm David Griffin and they try that move with you to leverage more from CJ McCollum, I just go, cool, I'll call you in the summer when you haven't upgraded this roster enough because you got nothing in return from Norm Powell and Damian Lillard's going to look at this and want out. And I'll call you and I'll ask you, how about this offer for Damian Lillard instead of CJ McCollum? And I wouldn't budge off of it. As much as I like CJ and I have a whole episode devoted to how I think he fits with the team, if they want him for too much, no, I'm not going to play that game. And I don't actually think this move has given the Portland Trailblazers any more leverage over C.J. McCollum. The thing that's scaring them, right, the clock, the doomsday clock that's ticking two minutes to midnight has to do with Damian Lillard looking at this roster and being like, it still sucks. I'm not going to win here. I want to go try and win elsewhere. I've given you guys enough time. They need to move C.J. McCollum to shake up their roster. That's the biggest piece. If they keep him, Lillard probably looks at this and is like, nah, I'm out. And I would use that as my leverage if I were David Griffin to almost drive down the price of C.J. McCollum. I'm offering you two first-round picks with whatever protections, Josh Hart and whatever. This is the best deal you're going to get. It's not going to go beyond that. And if you don't take this, you guys are going to be in trouble because Lillard wants out. And we're going to be having talks about a different player. So I actually think this might hurt the leverage to a degree for the Portland Trailblazers because the return for Norm Powell was so bad. You have to imagine Damian Lillard is looking at that. It was an interesting text message. And is like, no, I can't. I can't be here anymore. 
So I don't think this helps them. And I don't mind that he go, as much as I like Norm Powell, goes to the Clippers and that maybe the Pelicans weren't involved in this or for whatever reason. I think this only helps them in that way. So coming up, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers trade with Karis LeVert, where that leaves them, why that matters to the Pelicans as well. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Intuit TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you've invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, I don't know, maybe you host a Pelicans podcast. Luckily, TurboTax Live expert has live experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or even do your tax for you start to finish. They help get you get every deduction you deserve no matter your unique situation and you can talk to a TurboTax live expert through your phone or computer without ever leaving your house. TurboTax live experts are here to help you however you need and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing, they've got your taxes into it, TurboTax Live. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Don't forget the NBA trade deadline like you could. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 2 p.m. Central. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 1 to 3 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn on your notifications so you know when they go live. This is going to be fun. If anything breaks on that day, I'm going to be on there before I do anything on the show here. So make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All of our hosts are going to be on there. So whenever a move goes down, they're going to have the instant reaction to all of that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there. Can't wait to see you there as well. Okay, so we're talking about why these trades matter to New Orleans, right? One, give give the front office a little bit of a break. It doesn't mean that they didn't try. It could but we don't need to default to that. You don't want to scream at them being like, why didn't you get Norm Powell? They might have tried and you don't know. They're so, I cannot stress to you how many rumors I hear and how many discussions I have with people that work for this team, the Pelicans, and other teams too where I know people, right? And it just doesn't get reported one because it doesn't need to or they're just conversations and it's not necessarily going anywhere. I can tell you, I promise you, there's so many conversations going on the behind the scenes that don't amount to anything. What you're hearing is like such a small percentage of it. And the trades that get done are even a smaller percentage than that. So just because Norm Powell was dealt to the Clippers for nothing doesn't mean the Pelicans didn't try or maybe they have designs on something else. Just just keep that in mind a little bit. But that is a terrible, terrible trade for the Portland Trailblazers. I guess they were that desperate to try and duck the tax thinking it would help them, but I I don't think that helps them very much. But we also had another deal. You had the Cleveland Cavaliers making a trade with the Indiana Pacers. Karis LeVert and a 2022 second round pick via Miami going to the Cavaliers. The Pacers get Ricky Rubio, who's on an expiring contract, a 2022 first round pick lottery protected, a 2022 second round pick via Houston, so better than Miami's, and then a 2027 second round pick via the Utah Jazz. I like this trade for both teams. 
you're seeing Cleveland like really go for it. They've, they've gone through a rebuild. They're finally good. And then Ricky Rubio, someone that was so key to a lot of their early season success, and they've slipped a little bit, like a tiny bit from them, but they're still 33 and 32. Small market realizing like, screw it. The West, or sorry, the East is pretty wide open. Why not us is kind of the approach that they're taking. And they're going like all in for it. I love this by them. And I think Karis LeVert can help but give them some scoring punch off the bench. He's not what he once was, right? He's more of an inefficient scorer than anything right now, but they need something like that. So screw it. Go for it, even if you overpay a little bit for Karis LeVert. And then for the Indiana Pacers, it just feels like they finally realize they need to rebuild. This is a team that's a small market who wants to get into the playoffs and is fine being the eighth seed and getting like swept in the first round every year. You get a couple of, you know, pair of home playoff games. People are engaged throughout the season wanting to go to games there because you're good enough and you're in contention and all of that. And it's it's smart, right? You're never going to win. You, you look at that team and it's like they're, they're not going to win a title anytime soon. But their fans enjoy it and you have a good ride and a good run. It's similar to the grit and grind Grizzlies for a while, right? Indiana's never really had to kind of go through a rebuild. They've just always been there. It's not a bad thing necessarily, right? I know we kind of talk, it's ring culture and that's the be all end all. But man, you'd be happy getting swept in the first round for two straight years if you were the Pelicans fan right now, right? Like that would be cool. It means playoffs. That's awesome. We love those. Two playoff home games is a lot, a lot of fun. And then you're so clued in on everything else that's going on. It's like, it's a great time. I love the years that the Pelicans have made the playoffs. But it finally feels like they're like, okay, we're going to do a one-year reset and try and get get what we can and sell off a lot of our pieces, right? Demonis Sabonis feels like he could be gettable. Miles Turner, though, who's even injured. And those two guys feel like they're going to get more than the Karis LeVert deal. And they got a first-round pick for LeVert. So this, this matters to the Pelicans because, you know, when you look at this, it's always felt like there are more buyers than sellers in this trade market. And I think that has to do with the play-in tournament. So it means maybe more teams are calling, say, the Portland Trailblazers about a guy like C.J. McCollum. And driving up the price, you're getting into a bidding war now. But if Sabonis becomes available, or Sabonis and Miles Turner, and I think they'll trade one, not both, it might take some eyes off of you know C.J. McCollum and it focuses those eyes on you know what you could argue is a better player, younger. And I think that's important. That potentially drives the price of the Pelicans' primary trade target and C.J. McCollum down. And I think that can be only a good thing for New Orleans. You want more sellers in this market. And it feels like Indiana is finally there. And that opens things up a little bit. It kind of takes some of the pressure off of the Pelicans who have, it feels like, right, really been fixated on C.J. McCollum. And if you want to know more about why and why they might include Josh Hart in that deal, please go listen to the episode about C.J. McCollum fitting in with New Orleans. It was in last week's uh, show, and I talked about it. it was a, it's, a, it's a good episode. You should definitely listen to that one. So the Indiana Pacers deal, I think, opens things up and kind of blows the doors open for this to be more of an explosive trade market, which means deals start to get done. That could be a good thing. Maybe there is a three-way trade out there in some capacity where... You know, the Pelicans are part of it and they get someone, they send some picks elsewhere. You, you get it. It's I don't, I don't try and figure out three team deals because they're just way too hard to do that. And I'll focus on, on you know, two teams alone when it comes to that. But I think this matters for New Orleans. But again, you know, Sabonis might get traded and might seem for very little. But is there a fit? For him in New Orleans, if you're not moving out Valanchunas, and the last we heard is maybe Valanchunas is a little bit untouchable. It sounds like Herb Jones 
Yes, not not getting traded untouchable too, unless it was for like an absolute superstar would be the only type of deal. Like if it was Bradley Beal, you, you could convince me for that. But it's like a guy of that level at the very least that I would move Herb Jones for. So this opens it up. I think it makes it easier for New Orleans to really go after their first, you know, their top trade targets, which likely CJ McCollum. So coming up, Brandon Ingram, player of the week in the Western Conference, deservedly so. We sang his praises yesterday. Big shout out to you, Pelicans fans, in the next segment, too. You guys, you guys, everyone, I don't want to say guys, you were all awesome when it came to the Pelicans getting the 10th seed yesterday. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football is at the big game. You want to make this thing more interesting? You want to bet on it? All the player props, the spread, the money line, the over, under, make this thing interesting because you're going to be watching it. Talk to your friends. Have a lot of fun with it. It's just a great time. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of that and the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season over betonline.net. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Trade targets, trade rumors, we got it right here. Instant reaction, if a trade goes down, I promise you there will be a show right away as soon as I can. If we're just talking about the team on the court and them getting into the 10th seed, we got it covered here. That was yesterday's show. Not one talk about a trade or anything like that. And for your second listen, make sure it's Locked On Saints. Dennis Allen, the new head coach that is set. What does that mean for the team? Who's going to be the next defensive coordinator? Ross Jackson's going to be breaking it all down over at the Locked On Saints podcast, talking everything black and gold. And as I said, no trade talk yesterday in yesterday's show, right? We just talked about the two wins over the Denver Nuggets, right? And the Houston Rockets, Brandon Ingram playing excellent basketball. Herb Jones shining. Jackson Hayes also basically just straight up being a badass and not missing shots. This team's playing well right now. They're in play-in tournament contention. They're in the spot right now. This is great. Normally, my shows, you know, a lot of shows that do well are when it's trade stuff or draft stuff. People want to hear who they're going to in free agency, right? The speculation. You all love that. I get it. I love it, too. Who are they going to trade for? How are they going to improve the team? Who are they going to draft? Who are they going to sign? What's all clearing the money for? People go nuts for that. And when I talk about games and like the players on the team, sometimes that lags behind a lot of those type of topics. And it's okay. It's just kind of how it is, right? That's why you see so much aggregation and people making up trade rumors and trying to kind of like grift in its prime grifting season for people to make things up. If someone tells you like a date of like, oh, watch out for Wednesday. No one knows when anything is going to be announced at an exact time or anything like that, especially when it comes to trades. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. The only times when I get exact dates on things are when it's a coach or front office thing. I knew the day that Dell Demps was going to be fired. I knew the day that they were announcing the Stan Van Gundy firing. I knew the date that they were hiring Stan Van Gundy. I knew the date they were hiring Willie Green. That's why I'm able to get a podcast out like seconds later because I pre-recorded it because I knew it. Anytime there's been a trade, I have heard that maybe they're, they're locked in on that and they're coming close to a deal, but I've never once been told when they're going to announce it or submit anything. Not once. 
it's going to be Woj or Shams that usually breaks all of that. And it's just going to kind of come out and happen suddenly, even though it's kind of been in the works. I'll be like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Something to kind of keep in mind this season is a lot. And, and also, people are throwing out fake trades without hearing that make no sense. Look up the step in rule. Step in rule. If you don't know what that is, it has to do with owing consecutive draft picks. Know the salary matching rule. Two teams over the uh, over the cap have to have salaries match within $100,000 of each other. Otherwise, those deals won't get done. And roster spots are also at a premium this time of year. Keep all of that in mind as people kind of grift. So, yesterday's show, not having any of that stuff, you all blew out of the water. That's going to be the highest listened show I've had in about a month. Because you're all so excited about the Pelicans getting into the tenth seed, and not any of the usual like SEO type things that would draw more listens to it. That is just you all being passionate about this team and being excited about this team. You should all be really proud that that's such a highly listened show because it says a lot about you, listeners, in your fandom and things like that. It's like so encouraging and it's awesome. I absolutely love that that was the case. And so let's be excited about Brandon Ingram being player of the week. Look, he didn't make the all-star team. It's okay. He was in the running for injury replacement. They ended up giving it to DeJounte Murray. I don't mind that. Murray is almost a triple-double, right? He's averaging basically 20 points per game, eight eight rebounds, eight assists. Those are insane numbers on a team with basically the same record as the Pelicans, right? They have one less win. He's deserving. So, So is Brandon Ingram. They are both deserving players. There was one spot. Someone was going to get left out. I don't know if I would consider it a snub necessarily, other than just it's a situation that sucks. It's just one of those things. Like, it's not robbed or anything like that. They're reserved, so I don't think the position stuff matters that much. You know, Draymond Green, who's in the front court, is out, so maybe you should have picked a front court player, but it's reserves. It doesn't matter. Murray is deserving. So is Brandon Ingram. We don't need to knock Murray or anything like that. It's just a an unfortunate situation but he got a pretty big award too right western conference player of the week before we touch on that i also like his attitude he doesn't care about being an all-star he said he just wants to get into the playoffs and experience the postseason for the first time in his career i don't think this is going to make him angry i don't think he's going to be out there playing with a chip on his shoulder being like screw you guys i'm going to prove i was an all-star i that's not brandon ingram right he just doesn't care because he's focused on something else. I like that attitude more so than if he were to have a chip on his shoulder. He wants to go out and make the playoffs, and so that is his sole focus. Everything else is lanyard to him. He doesn't care about it. I dig it. I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. It just kind of says a lot about his attitude, right? Anyway, he was announced as the Western Conference Player of the Week, Brandon Ingram, for the games played between January 31 to February 6. Three games played, he averaged 27.3 points, 9.3 assists, 3.3 rebounds, 1.7 steals, and 1.3 blocks. Five total turnovers over those three games with an insanely high usage rate, and the Pelicans were 3-0. and Damn right, that's Player of the Week worthy. That's awesome. Just an incredible, incredible run of form from him, showing how he has grown and made strides when it comes to the playmaking. It was really on display, especially his past two games, right, where he averaged, he had double-digit assists. He's been good. It's been unfortunate he's been banged up and the Pelicans haven't been as good as, you know, other teams record-wise. That would certainly help him. And I did a show on this. Make a trade. Help your team this season, but more importantly, help the team next year. That is how Brandon Ingram...
gets back into the All-Star game. But worthy of being Western Conference Player of the Week. And good. He's not going to be upset. He's just focused on getting this team into the playoffs. Who cares about the All-Star game? He gets a little bit more rest, too. He gets to take a quick vacation. That sounds great. Let's have him be ready for the stretch run, the final 29 games of the season. As the Pelicans maybe try and even climb a little bit higher than 10. It's going to be tough. But it is potentially potentially doable we'll see if there's a guy that can do it right now it's Brandon Graham and how he's playing and maybe he's going to have some help in a day or so we'll find out by Thursday all right that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans tomorrow we'll recap the Rockets game talk some more trade stuff and now for your second listen Locked on Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs Locked on Bets it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts as always I'm your host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and I'll be back with you all tomorrow